Ladies and gentlemen, we're back in the No Property Podcast. Daniel Beardle. Jack Henderson. Mate, good to be here. Mate, we're getting to the pointy end of the year now. We're recording this on Tuesday the 6th of December. Summertime. Mate, it is summer. The vibes are high. Beers are flowing. Sun is shining. It's a good leaf. It's a very good life. Mate, uh, today we're going to cover off a few things. Uh, First Tuesday of December just been an interest rate increase and we're going to talk through that and what that means for uh, for property buyers and property investors. Mate, we're going to run through goal setting for, for 2023. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm assuming a lot of people now reflecting back on uh, on the year that has, has come and gone and probably looking at their goals going, fuck, what happened? <laughs> I'm one of those people. Um, and then uh, also we're going to run through what's coming for 2023 in terms of the marketplace and um, you know all there is to do with that, and then uh, mate, towards the end we'll run through a few scenarios and next steps, and uh, and next steps from there. <laughs> <laughs> so mate, like we said, interest rate now sitting at three point one percent. Sorry, cash rate, not interest rate. Uh, after another point two five percent increase today, the RBA has just chucked us an inside ball and said, guys, just fucking add this <clears throat> to your Christmas list, hey? <laughs> That's right. Uh, the kids will be crying at Christmas time. Yeah, when, when, the, uh, when the sack comes out, mate, it just, just has a photo of Philip Lowe's head and they said, unfortunately, <laughs> kids, we ain't getting no, uh, no Chrissy presents because he's just taken all the cash out of the back pocket out of the old Skyrocket. It's crazy. Um, but for those who don't know, the cash rate is what the banks, I guess the standard rate that the banks pay to the Yeah, government. that they lend based on. Yeah. And mate, uh, on a half a million dollar mortgage, since the rates have increased since uh, May of this year, they were at 0.1%, now they're sitting at 3.1%. The impact that's had on a half a million dollar mortgage is about 830 bucks a month. Um, wow. Mate, pretty crazy. $750,000 mortgage, you're talking 1250 a month. Million dollar mortgage, we're talking 1650 1650 a month. That's right. Mate, that's a big night. That's a big night out. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a that's night out. That's a night out. That's a dinner. <laughs> So, mate, you know, we're not talking small. We're not talking small fry here. Like yeah. for a lot of people, that's a significant amount of money, especially people who are on fixed incomes, right? Payygs who budget and they know what things are going to cost. Um, but I also think um, if we look at our lives and for the majority of people, how much money we waste on shit, then we just have to cut out a little bit of the shit, you know. Um, so that's uh, that's the interest rate saga naturally that's obviously going to put uh, a bit of a dampener on most people's Christmases mm. regardless if it's going to have a material impact on them or not I think it just further you know probably scares people going into the new year going fuck how high are these things going to get um, a lot of a lot of the uh, projections that were done as interest rates started to increase uh, said that rates were going to, to sit at circa three and a half percent as we move into 2023 the mid 2023 so um, they're probably moving towards that and uh, those good numbers that come out with inflation earlier in the month or late last month where inflation has come back a little bit. Um, I think that's probably going to uh, show again when we when we look at the February numbers because the RBA doesn't meet in January. Um, so, you know, hopefully we're getting towards the end of this uh, increase cycle. The most aggressive it's been in, in a very, very long time. Highest rate, their cash rate's been in, in 10 years. So... Mate, there you go. We started it off. We started off with the bad news, folks. But let's talk now through how you set your goals. I reckon people are going to have to set some fucking budgeting goals moving into 2023. (laughs) Sure. Mate, remember when we we ran an ultra marathon this year? Mate, it's actually funny, isn't it? Reflecting back on the start of the year, or the end of last year when we set the goals, 
the uh, the motto was to be uncommon amongst the uncommon and I think I started or we started the year like that and I think we've ended the year unlike that it feels it feels like that you know as you get further into the year it feels like the goals that you set at the start of the year you know are starting to get less and less important mm, especially um, now yeah for sure and and I if I look <coughs> at my own goal setting I think I reflect back on uh, on the on on the start of the year when I set them and the reason I think I'm getting tired talking about it. The reason I think uh, I didn't tick a lot of my goals off this year, unlike years gone by, is because there wasn't a great deal of strategy to it. It was just like, what did I do in 2021? Let's double that for 2022 and you know kick it into gear. Which, in reality, isn't is not is not the way you should set goals. Um, so you know, I look at my fitness goals this year. Sure, I'm fitter than I was last year and all the rest of it. And so that's progress. But if I look at my that against my goals. You know, we didn't run the two ultra marathons. I only ran the one. Um, we didn't. I didn't complete seventy five hard to the extent that I wanted it to. Like I, we did it, but it wasn't that great. Mine was know. great. You, did you do yours? I did mine the whole I way. Finished it. Yeah, right. Of course I did. But I agree. I back after the year wasn't as strong. Yeah. So. So what would you have done in hindsight differently? Um, I think goals for this year, like now looking back on what I've learned, uh, they're going to be. I'm going to do less of them. You know, like one of the goals I said is I wanted to do a silent retreat. There wasn't one part of me that wanted to do a fucking silent retreat. I don't know why I set that goal, you know. Um, learn how to meditate properly. I was, I think I set that goal because I felt like, oh, you have to learn how to meditate to be a high performer. I don't think meditation works for me. Oh, I don't think I need meditation. Um, so that sort of stuff I think I'm going to, you know, get rid of. I'm, I'm not going to set goals because I think you should set them. I'm actually going to set goals that mean something to me um, this year and um, I'm going to set them in four categories. So I've got my personal goals, I've got my business goals, I've got my family goals and then I'm going to have my community goals which is um, you know, goals that mean very little to me or give me little benefit in my actual life but give me a lot of you know, benefit or give a lot of other people benefit which in essence will give me self self benefit. So I think that's how I'm not. I think that's definitely how I'm going to set my goals this year. Um, that's how we we do our goals in EO for each month. So that that's what I'm going to do. And and I think you know looking at uh, looking at 2022, there was a lot of great stuff that happened in there. So I'm also going to go through over the next couple of weeks and you know pat myself on the back for all the great stuff that I done, and also kick myself in the ass for all the things that I didn't do. Um, and I, I said I was going to do and I, I didn't do being a gunner instead of a doer, uh, as I say. And mate, you know, take all the learnings and, and move it on to, to 2023. And this is obviously a property investing podcast. So I think how you can relate that to your, to your, to your 2023 investing goals is to not set unrealistic goals. You know, like if you've got no properties now and no savings and then mm. you want to set a goal by having three properties by the end of the year, making sure that when you set the goals that, the goals are still ambitious, but ambitious and achievable at the same time. Yeah. You know, like if you earn fifteen hundred bucks a week or whatever you earn, and you want to have fifty grand saved by the end of the year, and you got zero dollars now, like, are you really going to be able to save a thousand dollars a week and live on you know a very small amount? Like, maybe you can, maybe you can't. You know, so <clears throat> I think the most successful, the most successful goals are goals that you know you, you you chip away at it year on year and that over time compounds and it's consistency mm. as opposed to you know trying to do really big leaps and bounds and um you know as you start to get 
behind the eight ball and realize that you're not going to be able to achieve it, you start to lose interest and then yeah. actually go further behind where you would have been if you would have just set a you know a smaller goal that you actually could have felt like you were making progress on. Does that make sense? Are you feeling the same it, way? It makes sense. Definitely makes sense. I think um, when I, like if I reflect back to when I was first getting into property and I was new to some of the terminology and how do you go about building a strategy and what's involved with the process. I remember setting <clears throat> a goal to myself to just attend as much workshops and education as possible mm. before I was like a dollar amount of this is what I want to save or this is the income I need to earn. And it's funny how from then till now, the goals you set are completely different. But I agree 100% that compounding, consistency compounds over time. There are certain circumstances where I think it pays to put in the hard yards in a set period of time. Mm. Uh, if I've seen people like yourself who've scaled a portfolio from uh, a certain level to a higher level, it's because you've had laser-focused attention for a period of time. But a lot of that is off the back of being consistent in building relationships, networking, getting an understanding of a marketplace on a, on a really deep level. And then off the back of that, also building your your income streams. So I think one of the goals which I want to share, which I think is neglected when it comes to property is actually building property, your network behind property. I, I know that whenever I've had success or movement or progression, it's always come down to being surrounded by the right types of people. Mm. So I mean, just, like I, I know that it's probably one of the big things people will neglect when it comes to property. They're always like, what's the, where do I buy? You know, how, what's the data look like in this suburb? But they neglect, who do I need to know to get the loan? Mm. Who do I need to know to put me in contact to, you know, get this DA or what have you? So Yeah, and learn, you know, who do I need to know to be able to learn yeah. the things that I need to learn to be able to achieve that? Mate, I, I think it's 100% true. Like, it's not just monetary and it's not just, a, it's not all just about the financials. You also need a lot of other things to be able to do it, which I think is very, very true and it's something that's helped me. Um, and if I reflect back on my goals, so I set, um, I set my first goals in... 2016, um, I remember I was on a uh, I was on a plane back from Dubai. To been to Dubai for the first time, um, I bought my second property that year, and um, and I was doing my first business class flight, which I, I booked with points. So I, I set goals from 2016 all the way through to 2026, so 10 years. Which when I was 2016 was what six years ago. I would have been. 20. 20 yeah um in 10 years like from 20 to 30 it was like fuck that seems like a long time now i'm like oh, you know it's four years away um the so i set my goals I, I wrote down the stuff that i achieved for that year which was i bought my second property traveled to dubai and had my first business class flight my and then my goals moving forward so 2017 was travel to america and let my portfolio grow 2019 was to have four properties 2021 was to have a business interest, have minimum of six properties, travel Europe and own or like live in my own residence and in brackets I had renting so I move out of home because I was still living at home at this time. Uh, 2026 was to have a well-performing business, six plus properties, buy my dream car and have semi-retirement. At the time I thought semi-retirement was cool because I didn't, I was doing <coughs> something that I didn't like. Um, and since then I've, I've, I've extended those goals out to 2030 um, and the, the goal of 2030 is to Henderson to be a, a global building and development company with buildings in Australia to buy in New York. Now, something that I, I look at those 
you know, what did I set 2016 to 2026 at the time, there was very little thing, like there was a small amount of, of goals in there, right? Like 2017 was to travel to America and let my portfolio grow. Two things. 2019 was to have four properties, you know? 2021 was to have a business interest, have a minimum of six properties, travel Europe and own, you know, move out of home. So there was less goals in there. And I think simplicity mm. is, is uh, it's what's really important. Now, I also think you need to set goals that you can measure and, and have KPIs on. But I think um, <coughs> if you've got less things to focus on, but they're going to have the biggest impact on your life, um, that's what I feel like has worked for me. You know, in 2020, I set goals which were, you know, business related. Um, I had less of them. 2021, I then had more goals. As, you know, as I'm starting to yeah, do more, you're setting more and more goals. And then 2022, I had the most amount of goals, you know, and if I look on, it's that sure 2022 were the most ambitious goals, but they were also, um, there was just too many. There was too many things to do, you know, mm. there was, there was you, you think you, you can do, what does Tony Robbins say? You, over Underest- you yeah, underestimate what you can do. 10 years and overestimate what you can do in one year. And, yeah. and that's so true. So, you know, like 2022, this is my goals. I had be sober during work and on periods. You know, that's a fucking hard thing to do just by itself, not, not to drink, right? Yeah, uh, that is true. Time management focus, be at meetings on time, structure my day in blocks of time, um, you know, structure my year, professional business athlete, four quarters, four breaks, same daily routine. Like that is a fucking big goal in itself, right? Just focusing on that one thing takes up a lot of your time and focus. Henderson Advocacy, be a self-sustaining business without Jack Henderson writing fees. Write certain amount of dollars for Jack Henderson team. Run two ultra marathons. Have two more development sites under construction. One in, one in the first half of the year, second in the second half of the year. Henderson to be X amount of revenue business. Holiday once a quarter. Help mum and dad retire. No media to be a profitable business. Like, it's a lot of fucking goals, man, you know? And and that's why I look back at it now and go, was I sober during work period and on periods? For the first half of the year, yes. For the second half, no. Did my time management you know, get better. No, I don't think it did. I'm still late to all, all my meetings. <laughs> um, you know, was, was my year structured in the four quarters? No, because soon as something caught me off track, like I set my holidays for the first two yeah. quarters of the year and then the market changed and all this stuff happens and all of a sudden the holidays become, you know, a second thing to, to, to what's really important at that point in time. Henderson Advocacy to be a self-sustaining business without my fees. Yeah, that would have been achievable if we stayed on the same trajectory as last year, but things change, right? So all of a sudden, all these things start going wrong and you're like, Oh, fuck, I'll just chuck it all in the bin and worry about it next year. And I think that's, you're way more susceptible to that if you have more things that can go wrong. Does that make sense? Mm. So I think this year, I'm going to go back to just being, you know, two or three things for each of those. So like, what are my two or three goals that I want to do personal? Where if I got to the end of the year and I actually could tick these three things off, you gain momentum from doing that as opposed to going, you know. Fuck, look fuck, how big you know? this is. Yeah, you know, business, what are my three big business goals? Like, mm. and just focus on those things. What are my three big family goals? Focus on those things, you know, as opposed to doing fucking however many there are there, you know, and, they, and they're scattered and they're not concise. So that's what's really important. I'm going to go this year, what are my big rocks that I want to tick off? Um, and then, you know, have two or three and that's it. And by the end of the year, you're going to tick all of those two or three off and off in each category and you're going to have momentum. You're going to feel good during the year because you're starting to get, you know, you're getting momentum. closer. I reckon momentum is number one 
one of the number one emotions for success. For sure. Progress. Feeling like you're making progress and not going backwards. Um, this is my this is my professional business athlete. 4.30 a.m. wake up, six days a week, train five days a week, meditate every day before bed, in bed 9 p.m. when it's on period. That's me. That's mine. That's not fucking... It's, the, it's not reality. Yeah. Like... Go to a client dinner out the window. Go on. And I didn't... I didn't... So people... There's, there's a guy, his name's Dr. Fred Gross. He has a, a therapy called mooring lines. So it's like, what are the things... Mooring gonna, lines. Yeah. So what are the things that are going to hold you back? You know, like mooring lines on a boat that oh, moor yeah. the boat. Yeah. So what are the things that hold you back from achieving those goals? 9 p.m., like dinner in bed by 9 p.m. when in on period. Like, so there was so many mooring lines to that goal. <coughs> Team setting meetings at stupid times in the night, you know, having calls with international clients, going to entertain clients for dinners, all those mm. type of things I didn't foresee as being mooring lines when they were. So I didn't have things. That's that were, one that thing I've traps. struggled with massively this year was having so many goals that required so much structure and discipline that if you literally didn't go to weren't home by eight o'clock to be in sleep you're fucked doesn't work exactly right and and you know it's too strict i think so strict isn't it and then you then you start wanting to crave that you know the going out on the weekend or 100 percent. the revenue that i had this year you know i didn't i didn't actually break that down and go okay what do we need to do to be able to achieve that i just said what did we do last year let's double it you know which is like crazy to think um do two ultra marathons you know like why yeah, well, just because I wanted to. And then when I did one, I was like, fuck, I didn't even enjoy that. It, just, it wasn't even like a sense of achievement. It, wasn't, was it? <laughs> it was good. It was good to say I've ran an yeah. ultra, but it's like... I didn't, and then I was a skinny little boy for a... Mm. So, this has got nothing to do with property and probably probably going but, absolutely bored. No, I reckon this is really good because it's actually relevant and it's real life. Mm, I think so. And if I go back to my 2021 goals, like one of my biggest goals for that year was to stay sober. Like that had all my focus, not to drink. And because I did that, a lot of the other stuff come into effect, you know? So the, the, the GCI target or the, or the commission target that I hit, you know, I hit that target. Um, move into Circular Key after my birthday. Like I moved to Bronte as opposed to Circular Key. Discipline, discipline and process and everything I do. Very broad goal. Grow the media team to three. I did that. There wasn't actually a point to doing that. I just did it. Um, train a minimum of five times a week. I reckon I was pretty consistent with that mm. most of the year because I had nothing else to do. Like you just trained, right? Meditate every day, 365 times. I, I, I did meditate, I reckon, 350 times out of that year. But I actually didn't get much out of it, to be honest. And I just thought I'd just Did it for it. the sake of it. Yeah. Have my first development interest, find a JV partner and find a site, which I did, and run two marathons. So even just that list is so much smaller and so much more simple, right? So I think with people and, and their goals and investing and all the rest of it, you need to make huge leaps and bounds in your life, right? But I don't think leaps and bounds need to be made in one year. Hmm. No, I think leaps and bounds need to be made in you know, developing strong habits and not letting those habits then go away. Like I developed super strong habits in 2021, but I think 2022 my habits were actually weaker than they were in 2021. Um, Have you stopped reading in the mornings? I've started stopped doing all that stuff. Yeah, you know, like reading. Um, you know, I, I was, I felt my years felt very frantic this year because there's so much going on, you know, and it's like you just lose focus <laughs> of of yeah the- everything. You go from being growth minded and 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 you know having momentum to not being scarce minded, but being like frantic, like mm. oh, I shouldn't need to do that. Bang, I need to do that because you lose that 
momentum mm. and i think it's because you just there's just so many things you need to be doing where i think if you you know jeff talks about simplify to amplify right it's, it's so, so true. true like five or six big key focuses for the year and it's like how do we tick those off and you get to the end of the year and you actually realize that by doing those six so many other dominoes fell yeah because it had an impact on so many other things where if you're trying to have 20 or 30 things you need to do it's very hard so like if you're a property investor or you're an, you want to be a property investor it's like I saved no money this year, okay? So if I get to the end of next year and I've saved $10,000... And just 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 before you talk about that, you're a high income earner. So for you... No, no, no. I'm, oh, I'm not yeah, saying I didn't save you money. Oh. <laughs> I saved money. No, but I'm saying like if your goal, right, is yeah. to say that I saved... Okay. You yeah. saved no money this year, right? But you go, okay, well, I saved no money this year, but I want to have a deposit by the end of next year. So you're going to... Like to change your habit Habit-y, from yeah. going, I spend all of my money to I spend none of my money, like... That may be achievable for 5% of people, right? But for the majority, it's not. And as soon as you break out of that, you're going to go straight back into your old habits. So I think it's like, if you can consistently see yourself, maybe maybe not saving a whole deposit in one year, but going, I want to have 10 grand saved by the end of the next year. I earn 80 grand, I pay 30 grand in tax, I earn a net 50. If I can save 20% of that, that's a huge fucking achievement for someone who doesn't know how to save any money. And then all of a sudden you're like, I've saved 10, so I can save 30. You know what I mean? You get that compound. Um, you know, I want to go from being a fat idiot to, you know, you know, actually being consistently fit. Training six days a week, going from training zero days is probably unachievable, like grind, right? Yeah. Let's start off by going, I want to train three days out of seven every every week. So you're like, bang, you're going to do that and be like, fuck yeah, I can do this three-day thing. What do you reckon the... um the blueprint is for property because like with property this it's a it's a they're, main, they're mainly quantum leaps and not necessarily small daily disciplines you can do to build out yeah well the, i think the daily <clears throat> disciplines are like um, is it reading is it connecting building a network it's all that stuff right it's like growing your knowledge mm. read if you don't read any books like reading a book a week is unachievable you know like mm. but reading four property books a year like for the year you're going to have a lot more knowledge at the end of that year, right? Listen to one podcast a week on property or whatever. Like just doing small things, compounding over time, I think is something that I've learned is super, super important. You know, like um, instead of just having these like, yeah, really aggressive bursts and then yeah. something fucks up and you're like, oh shit. And then it just, you know, the whole rest of it falls over. But if I look at my portfolio, like I bought my first property, but it took me th- three years to save for that deposit, right? So three years to one property then from one property it took me almost 24 months again to get the next one because i bought my first one at 18 just before i turned 19 i was in like the june of uh whatever the year was and then i bought my second property when i was 20 so it was like 18 months 24 months and then i bought my third property uh when i was 21 so it was like the the gaps got shorter and then i didn't buy then i didn't buy a property for a few years because I needed the growth and, and the income growth and all the rest of it. And then all of a sudden I bought six, you know, like, so yeah, <laughs> <in> one year. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's because you like, yeah. yeah, compounding did its thing, right? You had compounding growth. I had compounding knowledge. I had compounding network. I had compounding everything, right? So it was like this, this all of this little work that was done. And it's like the goals we're talking about, all of this, small all the small things that i did over that time period mm. the three years that i saved my first deposit and the three years that i 
you know, went into podcasts and went to seminars, like that got me to there. And then the, the, all of that stuff carried on and it was not really, all of this stuff really looked like nothing happened, right? And then between property number one and property two, again, you've got five years of stuff from when you started and, and really like you've got two properties and you've done all this stuff and it really doesn't look like anything's happened, right? And then the third property, you, you know, again, it's like uh, seven years. And then from property three to property four, it was like, Ten, you know, it's like such a long period of time, hmm. but then you just get this hockey stick because it, it compounds and all of a sudden it just hits it once and it takes off. And I think that's what's super important. It's like doing all of the little things consistently that, that actually don't seem like they make any difference. Yeah. But then like you reflect back, you know, and I look at that goal. I, still, I literally remember sitting on the plane, had the Qantas headphones on, flying back from flight in 2016. I was probably listening to Drake, I think. Yeah, I love Drake. 2016, like if I was to fast forward 10 years to 2026, at the time that I set that, well-performing business, six plus properties, buy my dream car and semi-retire. I thought that stuff was not achievable. What year is that? You wanted those goals? 2026. So, so you've four years. Done so you're four I've years. done all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I never thought that in six years I would have done all of that stuff. Like, but it's just because I did the small things time and time again and it just happened. Um, but you think like t- 10 years is a long time. So if I said to myself right now in 10 years time, what year is it? 2022. So, and I'll be 30 in 36. It's a fucking long time. 36. I feel like I'm dad, mm. you know? Um, <clears throat> but like if you do the things day in, day out and slowly get better, it just happens. And in 10 years time, like you can be a completely different person, have a completely different life. Like it's, pretty crazy when you think about it so that was a big fucking tangent you know 2030 to build henderson to be a global building and development company with buildings in australia dubai new york that's eight years seven years from next year i actually don't believe that's achievable right now but if i if i break that down you know like can do a lot of shit in that, that that period of time seven years so like what would i have to do every single year for seven years to get me from where I am right now to have buildings in Dubai in in New York or wherever the fuck they are. Like, because Dubai and New York are just places that I like, but they're probably not the easiest places for an Australian to go and do a JV and build something there. Maybe not the most profitable. Other so, question. I have a question. With a lot of the goals you've been able to achieve, it's required you to be consistent. Do you, and Andrew Tate speaks about this. I just want, I'm just curious to hear your perspective. Do you feel you need to enjoy the process of your goals or do you feel like you just got to do the work? Well, you enjoy it because you see yourself getting better. That's why you enjoy it. So like... The momentum of it. Yeah. So there's a lot. So Henderson Builds is a global um, development and building company. There's a lot of shit that's going to happen between right now and then which i'm not going to enjoy which is actually going to help me get there right like imagine all the stress that i'm going to have growing mm. a company to a size that i'm going to need you know all the things that are actually going to go wrong along that way um so there's going to be a lot of stuff that's not great but there's also going to be so much positive that comes off the back of that like you know imagine the people i'm going to meet and know to have yeah. the, the global business like imagine the steps in in lifestyle imagine the incredible uh, experiences you're going to have along the way, the personal growth, like you can't have a global business and be a fucking idiot, right? So, um, but they're things that just happen and you don't realize that they're happening. 
So <clears throat> I feel like, yeah, you need to enjoy it. Like that's why goals need to be meaningful. Like I didn't enjoy running an ultra marathon. So I'm not going to want to do it. Right. I think you should still do things that you don't want to do. Um, but yeah, you need it. You need it. It needs to have some sort of meaning behind it. And I think the marathon and ultra marathon thing was like, I've proved to myself I can do it now. Like I know I can go and run a hundred Ks. There's no, I don't have any doubt. Like it would hurt. It would be long. I'm not going to get a great deal out of it other than the discipline that you have to, um, but discipline also comes and goes. I think just you're disciplined at things that you want to be disciplined in because you feel like it's going to be, um, beneficial to your life, you know? So, um, you know, I'm like my, my, my wake up time is so consistent now. Like I'm always up between 4.30 and 5.30, which is pretty early. Yeah. Especially if you've been out late. Yeah. So, and that's just happened because you consistently do it for a long time and it becomes normal now. If I don't get up by six, I'm like, fuck. Sleep, dude. Yeah. What happened? Um, yeah, that, that's my thoughts on it. Does that, has that, that 4.30 wake up compounded to have an impact? Um, I think it has just, it's just a positive thing to do, right? There's something, there's what? a good feeling about getting up early. Like you feel good about yeah, yourself, you, do, you know, like you when you're in the, the gym or you're training early, like it's something peaceful and, and uh, I mean, even though the place that I live, most people get up early. So when you're running, you're always running around people. So it mm. feels normal, but it's not normal to do that. Um, when we were in Bronte, it was so normal. Yeah. It's the same. Like most, like more affluent lifestyle orientated places that's normal to have an early early lifestyle and a late you get up early and you go to bed late you know like it's because so much to, to do um so that's 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 the things that i would really concentrate on people keep your goals simple keep them ambitious but achievable like achievable that if you actually did the things you know you would get there as opposed to <clears throat> you have to dream to get there kind of thing yeah exactly um make them meaningful and, um, you know, I think if you go, you fast forward 12 months, like look how fucking quick 12 months goes. If you, if you fast forward 12 months, like shit happens quick. Like you, you blink. I literally remember January. Like I remember flying back from Dubai this, this Jan and like, you know, we're in the old office. We weren't here yet. And like this, the year, it's just literally gone so fast. Um, so yeah, I know how I failed my goals now and. I know what I need to do to be able to make them more meaningful, have a, have a better life and have better goals. Um, and I think if, if everyone focuses on that sort of shit, they're, they're only going to become a better person, not a worse person. You know, mm. not, not having goals, not having ambitions, not having them clearly set out and written down. I just write mine in my notes. Um, I think you're, you're just going to look into the sky. And you're and yeah, like, done crazy. Crazy. What about, what about you, mate? Any thoughts on that? <coughs> one of the um, one of the lessons I learned from Jeff Jow was the concept of instead of setting all these goals, set alignment focused goals. So things similar to what you've talked about that actually mean something and you can follow the process of to get the momentum instead of I need to set this goal by this date to hit this to feel good about myself mm. as opposed to doing things that are more aligned to who you are what goals you want to achieve as opposed to things you have to do to get to a result Mm. but so i did the meditation retreat this year and i did these i've had both sides of the fence where i've lived the not the wolf of wall street 
life and the, let's give it two perspectives so i've done the wolf of wall street and i've done the medita- like the monk life and i think there's a, a sweet spot between the two i think someone who just meditates all day doesn't get shit done uh, gives up on creating a dream and they're kind of flowing with life i, th- I don't know I, I feel like there's a sweet spot and then if you go too extreme the other way you can miss the joy of being present in enjoying the process and then you get you, you lose the gratitude and then you're starting to put out fires and you're overwhelming yourself. So I think from what I've experienced with life, mm. simplify to amplify. Simplify. But but um, I think if you can set small daily tasks which you can commit to, that builds confidence. You get better at doing what you're doing. It's like For going sure. to the gym now, I'm starting to get momentum from it because I'm seeing the progression. So it's not yeah. I can go to the gym six days, seven days a week and love it. Exactly. Exactly right. And I think that was what I found with like the sobriety thing is like you felt your life getting better, things mm. were starting to happen, which made which then reinforced whether it actually had anything to do with not drinking or not, or whether it was just a really good year, like the not drinking thing and then having, you know, awesome success then reinforced the fact that you shouldn't drink, yeah. which gave more success. You know what I mean? So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whereas if you have the opposite of that, where you're doing the things, but nothing's happening, it gives you less drive and motivation to mm. want to do that um so yeah i think if you can do things consistently and, and then it also drives an out like i think it, it in essence it drives an outcome even though you, you know maybe shouldn't be outcome focused but it drives drives progression which is you, if you're progressing you're progressing to an outcome like you're not just progressing for the sake of it um so yeah which you can i think you can implement all that into <coughs> saving you know buying property getting out of the job mm. starting the business because you you know you want to earn a higher income etc 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 we're talking about this today jack and i because often we'll get scenarios from pr- prospective clients that have different situations and starting points and different mm. goals and we're having the discussion about the fact that everyone's got no one's formula you know there's no set progression plan for you to hit a goal off to feel the way you want to feel so even if you have you're in a position now where you're like okay i want to you look at someone like jack who's got the 24 million dollar portfolio and you're sitting here with zero dollars in the bank it can be a bit overwhelming as to where to start and then you may think to yourself well i'm comfortable like i had a guy who said he's happy with just earning 70 grand a year passive income which to get that he only needs to have 1.5 million in equity which would be two properties between seven hundred to eight hundred thousand. He buys them now, holds them for ten years. So he spent one point five. His properties portfolios were three million. Three million. He's he's got one point five million, giving him seventy five grand in passive income. Like for him, that maybe fills his tank. But they look at people like you, who's got all the success at, at your age, and can be daunting. So I guess from <coughs> what I've learned, what we've talked about today. Maybe the next steps for each individual is to assess where you are, what feels right and what's attainable and then just work off the back of yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. You can't have, like like I was saying, if you got no money right now or no property, like setting a $50 million goal is it's great to set it, but it's like, it's fucking, you've got, you've got a long way to go before you can get there, right? Where if you set, let's just buy two properties. Like that's an achievable goal. Like even though it's still hard, mm. it's still, you can still actually visualize having two properties. If you can't visualize having 50 million properties and I couldn't visualize what I do now when I started I wanted to have six properties six properties over 10 years I was at was that 20 it was 2016 when I said it and it was 2026 having six properties 
over a 10-year period, I could actually visualize that. I had two already, mm. so I had to buy four properties in 10 years. I was like, okay, one every two years, or one every three. That's achievable. And then, you know, shit just happens. So I think the same thing. If you're on 75 grand a year right now, don't worry about the $10 million portfolio. Worry about, get to get the one. Yeah. And then from the one, the one leads to the two. The two then leads to the three. The three then leads to the six. The six then leads to the 20, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Isn't it funny how we always want to have the 10-year plan that, you know, 10 properties in 10 years kind of thing, but really you just start by starting. and Yeah, of course. You just need to actually do. Like yeah. start, by, start by starting, have a, have, a, have a clear outline on how you're going to get there. And, and when you do it, the momentum will then... Or, or mm. The momentum and the progress will then open up your eyes to, fuck, I've done one, so maybe I can do four. Out the back. You know, just like, out the back. <laughs> and then you get to four and then you're like, oh, fuck, this wasn't that hard, you know, because you've learned everything mm. getting to that point. You take all those learnings and the bigger vision and all the rest of it onto the next. And then, you know, obviously the goalposts change, but that's okay, I think, because um, as humans, I think we're always looking for, better to be better as humans to be to do better to, to grow and um then you've got to balance then you'll then you'll have to balance the fuck it you know, i've gotten so far but i'm still so far from my from my goals right that's the next thing that comes is like being content but then also having having <clears throat> the ambition um have you got any content of course like uh rephrase how do you find the balance between the two don't drink and you've life's great <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I think, but is that a reality? Not is drinking. that is that yeah? Is that you know how you said? Is that a reality goal or is that something you just said? No, nah, I think it's a reality goal. Like fuck, it is. Like we always do it and regret. Doing it. <laughs> I know I fucking regret doing it. So I think it's a, it is a reality goal. Like you've just got to overcome the temptation. Look, maybe not forever, but like it's easy not to drink for a year because hmm. a lot of good things come. Um, and then compound it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, mate, 2023, if you set great goals, there's a lot coming. First home buyer incentives. Yeah, what are the new goals? Mate, we got the, uh, for Jack, or I don't know what my goals are. You haven't set them we'll yet. Write them and we'll one, them. Go, one goal is not is to be sober for the whole year. So that's my big goal, which is going to have a huge impact on everything else. Everything. Um, that's probably the 10x goal. The 10x formula is to stop drinking. Yeah, stop stop drinking, partying. It's the hard... rid of all the distractions. Yeah. It's a very hard thing to do. And then when you get rid of distractions, all these other good things happen because you're doing other things in your free time. But for, for property, mate, we've got first home buyer incentives in, in New South Wales. No lenders, nah, no uh, stamp duty changing to the land tax, yeah. which is you know saving a significant amount of money. Um, we're going to have a lot more negative media as well. Like expect that in 2023. Interest rates are going to continue to rise. Property prices have come off by X or Y. Um, so that's something to expect. Hmm. And because of that, that's going to present then obviously buying opportunities as well, um, which is exciting for people. Like you can buy cheaper property, um, which means you're going to need less money to be able to do it. And I also think this is probably going to be a bit of a, a mixed year in, uh, in the economy, you know. So I'm always a pos- positive and optimistic person. But I think... Um, there's going to be some carnage out there for we're already starting to see it with companies you know doing layoffs and you know people um you know people potentially losing their jobs and all the rest of it like i think that's that's likely to come because it's it's a strange uh, it's a strange economy right now what about the um who are we speaking to about the concept with the build costs are now starting to slowly 
come down, but there's been you're expecting there to be a lot of builders reducing their prices now. Yeah, like that's the the reality is people are, are not saying let's go build property because their servicing is mm. coming. I was actually talking to a builder yesterday on the phone who owns a very large building business. Um, he was saying that builders are getting scared, you know, like they're not selling what they need to sell to cover their great overheads. They are looking at their pipeline and, and, and you know, they're like, well, what do we do after July next year if we're on, we're on this, you know, you? trajectory? So I think we're going to see building builders get more competitive. I think we're going to see um, the supply chain issues start to get much better because obviously if there is less demand for product, that means the supply chain is going to be able to catch up, um, which in essence is going to put downward pressure on you know, material costs. Um, and I think the opportunity now is to buy in this transition phase where there's developers who are still doing fizos and that on, on prices today's and of today's value and they're making for them it's not making sense so you're going to be able to buy things at a discount and then you're actually going to be able to build cheaper than what you anticipate um, and those two things together is, is is great but you've got to have balls to be able to do that and not listen to the media and all the negative news out there have a long-term view um, and have, have have your clear goals you know like a goal for people if they say I want to buy a property year, this year, a mooring line that we're talking about that's going to hold them back from that is negative media. You know, like your goal is to buy a property. It's not to listen to the media. So understand what your mooring lines are going to be. What are the things that are going to hold me back from that? Not saving enough money, listening to negative media and all the people who are property <clears> experts, <throat> like all these things. So how do I eliminate that and just focus on my goal? That's a really true. I like that one a lot. I like The it. mooring lines. The mooring lines. We should get that on the wall. What are your mooring lines? What are your mooring we'll lines? We'll get Fred Grosh to talk to the team. They're about 80, 90 maybe. What are my mooring lines for next year? Uh, that is good. Des- destination. Destination. What's it called? Addiction. Yeah. Destination addiction. That's right. Um, mate, I reckon that's it. 4.36 p.m. Well, mate, I feel like I'm in the know. In the know. I reckon we'll do one more episode before the uh, before the end of the year. What do you want to talk about? Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some questions on the uh, the goal setting session. Right on, folks. Go hard. Get a mark set. Oh, mate, just about to go with a Christmas and Jack Henderson deadline. <laughs>